When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is Nick Edlin. He writes for us here at the Viking Age. He's made multiple appearances on this show. So welcome back to the podcast, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. And I'm be the first one to tell you happy draft day, even though we're a few days out. It is the official start of draft week, and I'm, I'm very excited. It is less less than a week. Until the 2021 NFL Draft begins, the first round is set to take place on Thursday, beginning at 7 p.m. Central Time. All right, you do a lot of great draft coverage for us here at the Viking Age. So when it comes time for the Vikings to make their top pick on Thursday, who's the selection that would disappoint you the most? Like someone you can understand why the Vikings would make the pick, but it just isn't a direction you were hoping they would take in the first round. Yeah, I actually got two here, and to me, it's even. I, I don't know which one I would hate more. Uh, and the first one is Jalen Phillips, and it's nothing against him as a player. Uh, very talented pass rusher, great explosion. Um, he's got everything you want, except he's got this injury history, and it's, it's, it's concussions, and that's what scares me. He takes one shot to his head. Um, you know, you might not have your first-round pick from last year, Jeff Gladney, moving forward. I don't think you can risk taking a guy like Phillips at 14. Uh, just – there's just too much risk there. I can't do it. As much as I watch his tape and I like what I see, uh, he's just a guy with me. I mean, that is one thing I cannot pull the trigger on at 14. So, And, and it seems like a lot of the mainstream mocks are kind of putting him there to, to the Vikings at 14. And I just, yeah. uh, I don't know, I can't do it. And the other guy for me, which we did that, um, which you took part in the kind of the blogger mm-hmm. uh, uh, vid, everybody making their picks for our YouTube channel, One Bar and Lepagus show. Elijah Vera Tucker was a very popular pick. And, I've watched more tape on him than anybody. I just don't get it. This guy does not move people. He does not move people. Uh, he just kind of stands there. And, you know, I, I don't understand why he's getting his first round buzz. Uh, I don't think no one was looking at him until Mel, Mel Kiper Jr. put him in his first mock and everybody kind of mm-hmm. jumped on his Vera Tucker train. And I'm looking by what I see with my eyes and I just don't see it with this guy. So um, one of those two to me would, would just be kind of a waste of the 14th pick. Most of his tape is um, at tackle though, right? Or is it-, it is, which, it, but to me, the, the it's just the, the physicality. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're playing tackle or guard. You got to push some guys over their spot, and he just rarely does that. He engages, he holds them up, uh, and that gets by at the college level. I don't know if that's going to hold up, and I feel like we already have plenty of these players on the team already. Uh, Garrett Bradbury can't anchor. Dakota Dozier doesn't have an anchor, and you got <laughs> Drew Samia, who, uh, well, you know who Drew Samia, how he looks. So uh, I just think he's another one of those types. <sighs> yeah, I, it, I I've seen that too, and. 
I'm just I think they, the Vikings like versatility, and sometimes that that kind of blocks everything out. Like they're like, oh, he can play tackle or guard, or you know wherever, and we can just use him wherever if guys get hurt. And it's like, well, why don't you just pick the guy who'd be best at guard instead? Yeah, exactly. Um, which prospect do you think would cause you the most confusion um, if the Vikings pick them in the first round? Uh, I think confusion, it would have to be like a cornerback, like maybe a J.C. Horn if he's there and they pull the trigger. Again, not so much on the player. Uh, I think he's been called the best press man corner in this class. But you look at all the guys the Vikings brought in. I know there's a couple one-year deals there, and there's um, the Jeff Gladney situation. But how much is he going to actually get on the field in year one? Um, He'd come in as maybe the fourth corner, maybe the fifth, depending on everything shakes out. So taking a guy like that, I don't know how much run you get from him uh, in year one. I feel like the Vikings – you know, I wrote about it many times. Mike Zimmer potentially being on a hot seat or getting canned if he doesn't produce yep. this year, and maybe yep. Spielman too. So I feel like they got to kind of hit a home run uh, with this first pick, get somebody who can help them out right away here. Um, so a pick like that would kind of just make me scratch my head. Yeah, I definitely think they're looking, probably going to be looking for someone who can more make an immediate impact because of that, you know, the fact that they're kind of on the hot seat heading in the next season. They're not going to take someone who's going to be developmental, who they have to wait a couple of years. Um, so which prospect would cause you the most excitement if the Vikings landed with them in the first round? Yeah. Uh, there's two here. And I think it's Rashawn Slater, uh, to me is the guy, I think he fills the biggest need and he's also, I kind of got 12 players that I feel are top talents in this draft. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately the Vikings are sitting at 14, but if one of those you can get, um, at 14, I think that's huge. So Rashawn Slater is definitely in that range for me. Um, you know, I, I kind of wrote it off thinking there was no way in hell this was going to happen. Uh, he was going to fall. We've been interviewing similar teams who pick up in front of the Vikings, uh, some different YouTubers. And the Cowboys guy said they love Rashawn Slater. Mm-hmm. The Chargers guy guaranteed there's no way he would get by them. <laughs> uh, but then we had Walter from Walter Football on mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. And he said, you know, he's got an insider who works for him. And he said he's been hearing uh, the NFL teams aren't as high on Slater because the only think he's a guard because of his short arm so mm. he said it's actually 50 50 that he makes it to 14 so that gave me hope after i kind of bailed on it um so rashawn slater is probably one and then if a 1a for me is one of those receivers uh i know mm. i know we have Thielen, i know we have jefferson but man <laughs> getting a Devonte smith or jalen waddle would be huge you're one Thielen's getting a- old he really is. He is. He's getting old. So he's got, you know, a couple of years left. You got to have the replacement on the roster. BC Johnson, he kind of took a step back last year. Chad Beebe's Chad Beebe. Yeah. Uh, Waddle or Smith could be your punt returner, kick returner. They're dynamite in that role. And then your yeah. the number three option this year, that would be huge. And let's not kid ourselves. The Vikings, they had a very bad old line last year, mm-hmm. yet we were the third best offense in the NFL. So I know it's gotten worse, uh, but you can still. <laughs> Ezra Cleveland is your future left tackle. Put him there. You can find guards in round three and four. I know Rick Spielman hasn't done it well, but it can be done. Yeah. Um, at this moment, what would you say the chances are that the Vikings would stick with their current, that the Vikings are going to stick with their current spot in the first round at pick number 14? Because we all know Rick Spielman, you know, he's that, that trade call. And they're in a spot where, you know, if a player falls, teams are probably going to be calling up to the Vikings to be like, hey, uh, we want your your spot. So what do you want? Yeah, they're in a prime spot because you got the especially if it's a quarterback. If it's Mac Jones or Justin Fields, whoever it is who falls, yep. got Patriots right behind them. You got Washington, what four picks down, five yep. picks down, and Chicago. Chicago. So the question is, would you actually swing a deal with the division rival? I don't know um, if it benefits you both. Maybe you do. Um, so I actually think there's a better chance 
that they don't pick at 14 than they do. Uh, I'm not going to put a percent chance on it, but I'm just going to say that because yep. I think Rick, I think Spielman wants to get that second round pick he back. Yep. And um, I think the guys you can get at 14, that really fill your needs. You're going to find them down the board a little farther or very similar values uh, into the 20s. So to me, it's just, it's a great year to move back if you can get one of my top 12 fibs. So, yeah, I think, it's, you know, because with all the quarterbacks that are supposedly going in the, the top 10 picks, that's going to push a lot of guys down the board. And so there should be a lot of talent left. And the Vikings have been picking in the 20s and stuff the last couple of years, and they've been fine uh, with yep. the players they got. You know, Justin Jefferson, was he was pretty decent um, at, at pick 22. Okay. Um, so <laughs> um, when the draft is over next Saturday, will the Vikings have made more or less than the current amount of selections they currently have, which is 10. Now, last year they made 15. So. I hope they don't. I hope they have less. I, <laughs> yeah. I want to see some trade-ups. I, I don't, we don't need, what do we have, about six players around six and later last year? And yeah, what? I think they had four seventh-round picks, a uh, couple in the sixth, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how many even made any sort of an impact on the team. I don't know if any. And they've got even. four fourth-round picks this year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two ways to get back in round two. You either trade down or you trade back up. So I think mm-hmm. they can go either way. And don't just get in the round two to get in the round two as so you're there. I mean, it's got to be a, a player that you want. If you, mm-hmm. if you go with the DM, let's say you go with Quiddy Pay in round one, maybe you trade back up in the round two to get a Wyatt Davis or someone like that, um, someone who can fill a need for you. Um, so if there's a, a, a player they love and they got to have them, I would be fine with them packaging up some picks. I just, there's not room on this roster for. 15 rookies again it was it was just ridiculous last year and yeah i'm worried about round three that's when spielman starts to kind of get trade happy and mm-hmm. how many times we've been on the clock and all of a sudden we just the logo changes the logo changes the logo changes and you're like oh, this is like the seventh time we've done this mm-hmm. and like it's not have 45 seventh round picks so and you're like all right okay they're gonna make the pick and then you're like oh they traded down again yeah i know you're um, waiting so long and then this year's gonna be more especially if you don't you know you have that huge gap you don't pick yeah. around two and you gotta wait until at almost what eight o'clock on Friday before they make a pick. So yeah, and I think the the virtual off season is kind of something to consider too because they had so many rookies last year, so much inexperience, and I think the Vikings are a team that really utilizes those OTAs and and mini camps, um, you know, to the fullest to get get these rookies up to par or, or ready to go in the the season. I know there's probably going to be a preseason preseason this year, so which will probably help these guys. A lot more, but still, like you know, you see these all these teams opting out of the the voluntary workouts. I don't think it's a good year to have you know fifteen rookies yeah. coming in if they're not going to be on the field working with the their coaches in the spring or in the early summer. Um, if I'm in the Vikings draft room. I'm going to wipe off the whiteboard and just write quality over quantity and just mm-hmm. underline it about ten times because that's what they got to do. Yeah, it's time. Um, I'd like to see ten picks turn into six players. For sure, I yeah. If they're yeah, quality yeah, definitely quality over quantity this year. Just and also because of the the hot seat factors. There's a lots yep. lots of things to consider. Now I don't know what your opinion is on the Vikings drafting a quarterback, but I don't think it's going to happen on day one. So do you think the Vikings are more likely to draft a quarterback on day two or day three this year? I think it's going to be day two. And um, I don't. The guy that I keep coming back to is Kellen Mond. Uh, couple reasons he's super experienced i think he started pretty much since he was a freshman at texas a&m um rocket arm this guy can throw the ball and he can make plays with his legs giving the vikings a whole new dynamic at the position they haven't had in years 
Uh, and another big tell for me is is the fact that they haven't signed Sean Manning yet. And I know mm-hmm. he'll be available until September, and you can sign him pretty much whenever <laughs> you want to. But they haven't done it yet. So I think they're waiting to see what happens in the draft. I don't know how aggressive they'll be if they're going to try to go up and get one. Um, but if they're sitting there, you know, with your first third-round pick and Kellen Mond staring at the face, why not pull the trigger? You got four fourth-rounders. You got another third. You can yeah. get some guard help, get some safety help with those picks. Uh, so I think you can definitely afford to take one. And uh, Mond, I like. I could live with Kyle Trask, but uh, those are kind of two that seem to get most buzz to the Vikings. Davis Mills could be another one. I think the problem with Mond is I've just seen just about every team's fan base talking about him. So, like, yeah. I don't know if he'd make it to the third round if the Vikings weren't able to to trade up in the second. Yeah, maybe that's what they do. Maybe they do move up and get a guy like Mond in the second. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. That wouldn't get anyone talking. Um, <laughs> All right, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. They start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, and guilt-free chocolate. Removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. It is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. We are offering up to 15% off when you use the code MINUTE15. That's M-I-N-U-T-E-1-5. That's MINUTE15. So you can get 15% off your purchase by using the code MINUTE15. Head to earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. All right, let's have a little fun look back at some of the Vikings draft history. So first, I'm going to give you two players, and you let me know which player drafted by the Vikings, in your eyes, was the bigger bust. All right, you ready? All right. All right, so we're going to go with Troy Williamson or Laquan Treadwell. Boy. It's a tough one. That is a tough one. Uh I'm the bigger bust to me. It's Troy Williamson because um, I think you got to factor in that you give Randy Moss to get him, and that yeah. makes it worse. Uh, and it was the seventh overall pick. And this was one of those. I remember when it was made, when it was going on, uh, kind of a late riser in the process. He was fast. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe you watch tape and see if you can catch the football because that was his problem. <laughs> Um, he just couldn't do it. And it was frustrating. He was tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only was he small, but he was scrawny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what pressure to put on that kid to come in and yeah. replace an all-time great like Randy Moss. It was a, he just, they put him in a real, real tough situation uh, with a very low chance of um, succeeding. So, uh, you know, part of it, I think there was an interview with him recently. He said he just wasn't mentally ready, but I don't mm-hmm. think the Vikings put him in a good spot to succeed either. Um it comes to Treadwell, you just you hear the stuff he said he wouldn't train with Randy Moss. Uh, it just, I don't know. Maybe there was some work ethic there that, that just, uh, but I, I got to admit, I really wanted Treadwell that year. So I can't <laughs> see too many bad things. All right. Next, we've got two different positions, but Christian Ponder 
or Matt Khalil? Yeah, that's Brutes. Um, I'm gonna go Matt Khalil. I just think he, you know, he was the third overall, fourth. We did we did trade down, but uh, he would, had higher expectations coming in. Being the fourth pick, supposed to be our shutdown left tackle of the future. Had one good season, and then I'm not sure what happened. Injuries got into the pizza business, whatever it was. He just <laughs> uh, tailed off. And Ponder never should have been drafted where he was. That was that crazy strike year. Teams were reaching on quarterbacks. They couldn't sign anybody. They were getting yep. desperate. Yep. Um, you look at the guys we passed up. I know Robert Quinn was staring us in the face, and we went with Christian Ponder. So. Yep. I just, he shouldn't have been there. He's more, I had him more pegged at late first, second round pick there to take him at 12. I thought was insane. Um, so I'm going to Matt Cleo just because the expectations and where he was taken. Um, and he actually was seen as a prospect that should go that high. So yeah. how he ended up, how he finished from where he started, I think is just a huge, um, huge bust. But, you know, he did give us one good year. Yeah. Well, but he was always in the best shape of his career every, every training camp. That's what he, yeah, he said yeah. every year. He was absolutely. Um, let's look at some some corners. Let's go Chris Cook or a recent one, Mike Hughes. And and these two, Cook was, Cook was actually the 34th pick and Hughes was the 30th pick. So they weren't that far apart um, getting drafted. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of either one of these picks when they were made. Um, I don't know. Just Hughes, there was a couple of corners there I thought we could have gotten around two. I had Hughes with a similar value on. Yep. Uh, Chris Cook, I just, I knew it was coming and <laughs> I just, I didn't like anything about it either, but I'm going to go with Chris Cook because, uh, he was, you can at least chalk up to the injuries, uh, and say, you know, this guy just yeah. had an injury bug. He can never stay healthy. Uh, Cook just, he just couldn't do it. Um, he had the size, everything he really wanted in a corner. Um, he just, I don't know. I don't really remember what the heck his problem was. He just never produced. So I'm going to go uh, Chris Cook just because he doesn't have that excuse to fall back on as being hurt. Yeah, and you know, couldn't stay out of trouble off the field. Okay, that's so what it was. That was that was part of it. And you know, he had uh, I don't think he had an interception his whole his whole career with the I don't think so either. Is that the same draft we got Toby Gearhart? Uh it might have been. I think, so. I think twenty ten, I think it was. Um so Peterson in his prime and we take Toby Gearhart. <laughs> yeah, you know, it worked out. Um so this guy I'm gonna talk about right now was the thirty second pick in twenty fourteen, obviously he had a bunch of injuries that derailed his development, progression, career, or whatever. But should Teddy Bridgewater be regarded as a bust? Yeah, I think he has to be. Um, I, his numbers were never great. What was yeah. he? I don't. Completion percentage, I think, was what sixty. It was. It wasn't great. It was, I mean, rating was never great. Um, I do feel like though he was finally starting to figure it out mm-hmm. that 16 year all the raving I mean, he was just getting all the raving in training camp that year everybody said oh this is that teddy's got it all figured out put together then he gets horrific knee injury um but you look at the overall body of work and where he is now um yeah you could say if he never was hurt maybe he never would be a bust but i think you have to label him a bust and maybe it's not fair 100 percent to him but um he never did produce like a first round talent. I mean, I mean look at Lamar Jackson, he was a thirty second pick and no one's gonna call him a bust. So mm, yeah. um I think you uh you have to. All right, we just did draft bust, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna switch gears here and go draft steals. So I'll give you two former Vikings draft picks. You just let me know which is the bigger steal. All right. All right. All right, we'll start with Stefan Diggs, who was drafted in the fifth round, or Daniil Hunter, who was taken in the third round. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go Daniel Hunter because usually uh, edge rusher is more of a premier position. And for him to fall through the cracks and get there around three, um, 
and then to become the type of player he is. And he's still so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is he an excellent pass rusher, but he's got the run defense as well. Uh, still underrated league-wide. Uh, Dino Hunter, he, he that to me is, is a bigger head-scratcher, even though Stephon Diggs uh, never should have been there in round five either. But, um, again, another tough one, but I got to give it to Dino Hunter because you just feel like teams are putting more um, – onus on a on an edge rusher over a, a receiver so that never should happen yeah i was looking back the other day he had four and a half sacks um in his college career at lsu mm-hmm. and it was yep. i remember him the vikings picking him and i'm like who who is this guy like he's a, he looks like a freak like yeah. his, his arms are bigger than my face but yep like what what's he gonna what's he gonna do and then you know lo and behold he became he's one of the best probably vikings pass rushers they've almost ever had already yeah um, yep all right let's move on to eric kendricks who's taking in the second round or everson griffin who was taken in the fourth round yeah these are two guys i was very high on both years when they came out could not believe that they went where they did um i can't remember who, who did we take first round that kendricks draft because i remember holding my breath uh, uh that was 2005 that was the same year hunter and uh that and Oh, Diggs 15. were drafted, so what, uh, Trey Waynes? Yeah. Oh, it was a Trey Waynes here, yeah. Um, I love the Eric Kendricks pick. I'm going to go Eric Kendricks because um, I love Everson Griffin. I love the way he played, uh, everything he did for the Vikings, his motor, his crazy interviews, um, just how excited and animated he'd get on the sidelines. But uh, Eric Kendricks is so damn good. You've seen the Vikings were kind of pushing last year. to be As bad as that defense was, uh, they still almost – had a chance to make the playoffs and Kendricks gets hurt with that freaky, uh, what was it like a, uh, was hamstring or not? Yeah, injured himself injury. in warmups. Yeah. Yeah. And then also in the defense, just, it, I mean, it went from, it went from bad to worse. Let's just say yeah. that, yeah. uh, it, I mean, it got horrible and that's how big he is to that defense. He was everywhere making plays. Uh, again, another guy, just like Hunter, I still don't think he gets the credit league wide that he deserves. Uh, Eric Kendricks to me is a beast. One of the best linebackers in the NFL. And yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Uh, just cause I think he's that good. And that's no knock on Everson Griffin. I just yeah, think Kendrick's yeah. is that good. All right, last one. Dalvin Cook, who was a second-round pick, or Harrison Smith, who was the 29th pick in the first round. All right, I'm going to go Harrison Smith, just because I think, uh, like Kendricks, he's just one of the best players at his position in the NFL, and he's done it longer. So that, to me, is a separator. Uh, was that 2011 we traded back up, or was it 12? I think it was 12. 12, yep. To move back up and get him, uh, and he's just been – above and beyond what anybody imagined he could be. Uh, again, he's so key to the back end of our defense, everything he can do, cover, hit, um, break up passes. This guy is just amazing. And and Cook, you know, he asked me again in four years, maybe it'll be a different story, but, you know, as explosive as Cook is, he can't stay healthy. Uh, so I'm afraid that might be the overall story of his career. Um, but I love Delvin Cook too, but I got to go Harrison Smith on this one. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of an easy one, but I wanted to see well, what what your opinion would be anyways. Um, so th- the Vikings got Justin Jefferson last year with the 22nd pick. Um, but should he can be considered a steal of the draft since he was the fifth receiver drafted last year? No, I think you can definitely label him a steal. And that's, you know, the reason you look at who went ahead of him. I'm, I mean, yeah, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs and uh, CD Lamb were all supposed to go some order first three last year. Uh, then for the Eagles to take Jalen Rieger, that was, um, <laughs> that was insane. I mean, he was small near. He ran a slow 42 that mm-hmm. year. And it's like they still took him right ahead of Justin Jefferson. I kind of gave up on him even going to the Vikings. At, I just didn't think it was going to happen. So I never really had it on my radar. I think the Vikings um, gave up too. 
Yeah, I think they did too. Uh, but how good that, that kid was, and not only just, you know, the things he did. I mean, he, he's fast. He can go up and make contested catches. He can lower the shoulder, drive and fight for yards. He was a gamer that blow it against the Falcons. He was still playing late into the game, not giving up. And then the energy he brought to that sideline. And the team was, you got no crowd out there. There were yeah. kind of flat mini games. And he got this just young guy just dancing up a storm, you know, that the gritty took on the NFL. Oh, Everybody's yeah. doing it to the point where it was annoying. But to have that <laughs> start in Minnesota and from this kid that you took, uh, I love that. I love that about him. And yeah, he absolutely can be considered a steal. Yeah. Just like Justin Herbert stole the rookie of the year from him. Still chaps my ass. <laughs> All right, we'll get you out of here with this. I'm going to put you on the spot. So when we wake up on Friday morning, which 2021 drafts, draft prospect is going to be the newest member of the Vikings roster? I, I'm going to say they're going to trade down. And okay. I, I think they're going to Still in the first? Yeah, they're going to end up picking somewhere in the first. Uh, I'm going to say early 20s, and they're going to get quitty pay. They're going to get quitty okay. pay. Okay. And I like that. I like him. I'm more. saying that with with trying to be realistic. Uh, I want to say Rashawn Slater. I want to say Devontae Smith. I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay. Um, I've been watching yeah stuff of of Quiddy Pay. He's very aggressive. Um, you know with his hands and everything. And it kind of remind. I don't know if you see any of this at all. And some people are like, "What? What are you talking about? That guy's a Hall of Famer." But like a little John Randall in in him with the yeah. how violent he is with his yeah his pass rushing moves. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that sticks out are, are his violent hands. And, uh, you know, he saw it and it against the Gophers, just chucking guys around on his way to the quarterback. So, yeah, he's a kind of a different edge rusher than Daniel Hunter is. And I like yeah. that. I like having that kind of a, a more of a wild man, um, physical guy there opposite Hunter. So, it'd be a good one two punch there. Yeah. And Everson Griffin was kind of like that too with his, yeah. his yeah. moves. And then, and obviously him and Hunter did well together. So, yeah. yes, I would love to see Quiddy Pay in a Vikings uniform. I know most people are, are thinking the Vikings are going to go offensive line, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I, I think they, they don't want to reach for someone. Yeah. And that could be what happens if, if they're presented with a trade where they can either stay and get an offensive lineman or they can get a second round pick. I think Spielman's going to be like, sorry guys, I'm taking the, the second rounder. Cause you know, that's where I get guys like Dalvin cook and Eric Kendricks. So yeah, yeah. He's great in the second round. And let's not forget the, the theme of the off season has been improving the defense. So yeah, I could see that carrying over into round one, and then you start looking at that old line. But yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, thanks again for joining the show, Nick. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, follow me on Twitter at, at @lupagus and subscribe and like our show on YouTube, the One Bar and Lupagus Show. Yes, for sure. Go and subscribe to that on YouTube. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. mealtime 
real-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.